Welcome to Small Business Success with Steve Strauss, author of the Small Business Bible plus the Small Business Columnist for USA Today. Find out more at theselfemployed.com. Here's your host, Steve Strauss. It is that time of year again. What time of year, you ask? Tax time. If you're a small business, now is the time to start thinking about your W-2 and 1099 filings. And our friends at Greatland, the great sponsors of this show, make it really easy. Greatland is the W-2 and 1099 specialist. And for listeners of this show, they are making a special offer. You can get 15% off your 1099 and W-2 filing products right now if you go to greatland.com and put in the code V12. This is a code just for us, for listeners of our podcast. Greatland makes filing your W-2s and 1099s easy. So go to greatland.com and put in the code V12 and you'll get 15% off any W-2 or 1099 product. That's greatland.com. Put in our code just for listeners of this podcast. That's V12. Get 15% off. Now is the time to take care of your taxes. Greatland.com can help you right now. In today's show, we're going to be talking about two of my favorite things. Number one, marketing, and number two, the self-employed. So marketing for the self-employed isn't necessarily the same thing as uh, marketing for other kinds of businesses, and we'll be speaking with Elise Benin coming up in a little bit. Elise is the marketing mentor, and her website is marketingmentor.com, and she works specifically with self-employed, with creative individuals, consultants, freelancers, that kind of thing, and she's going to give us some ideas and tips on how to market your business when uh, you don't have a giant staff. And then in a little bit, I'm going to give you my absolute favorite uh, affordable, cheap marketing trick that's going to get you targeted people who are interested in exactly what it is you want to sell. I was talking to a buddy of mine recently who uh, is moved to town and uh, he has a real estate business and he's starting all over. He was uh, in a different city and he had a very successful real estate career and he was coming to live near where I am. We were talking about what he's going to do. And he said, well, I'm going to contact this whole group of people I know and tell them I'm here and, and you know, they're going to refer business to me. And I shared with him the story I, of mine uh, from law school. I once took a class when I was in law school from a, on how to start your own law practice. I was even thinking about it back then. And they brought in a local small business lawyer. He's just a solo practitioner. And uh, very successful, though. Lots of clients had made a lot of money. And he said the same thing to us. How are you going to get your clients? And most of us said, we're going to call our uncles and aunts and brothers and sisters. And he said, well, everyone you know is just one way that you're going to get clients. I need you to come up with five more ways. And we were all shocked because we just thought referrals were going to be it. But you can't just rely on referrals as one way. Today, so what might your other ways be? Your website, pay-per-click might be number three. Having a monthly sale could be number four. Having a Stall in the Saturday market might be number five. Uh, having a referral reward system is number six. My point is there are so many ways to market your business now uh, that you have to do what the lawyer told us to do. And back then it wasn't so easy because there weren't any online options back then. But now there are so many different ways to market your business that uh, you can't just rely on friends and family. So what we're going to do is find out all the different ways that you can market your business in today's show. Elise is going to give us some ideas. And then here coming up in the tip, I'll give you one of my favorite ideas. So let's go talk to Elise.
Coming up, this week's interview. So we've been talking about marketing and marketing specifically for the self-employed, the micro-business, the freelancer. Uh, and it's a, maybe a little different than uh, a bigger small business. And I am, as a result, very happy to have uh, Elise Benin with us today. Elise is the marketing mentor, and she specifically works a lot with creative professionals and consultants and the self-employed, and she's going to teach us what we need to know. So Elise, welcome to the show. Thank you. So good to be here. Now, you just recently got back from a uh, conference for freelancers. Is, is that right? That's right. The Creative Freelancer Conference. This was the sixth annual Creative Freelancer Conference in San Francisco. What, what is that and what did you do there? I am the host and co-producer of this event, and it's part of a larger event called How Design Live for the Design Industry. And we had two days of very intense sessions with speakers and experts presenting, and then in between as much networking as we could possibly fit in. Oh, so- sounds like a great event, and you, I'm sure you had a lot of people there. And what kind of design creative people show up at an event like that? It's mostly graphic designers, web designers, print designers, those kinds. And these people are mostly self-employed, is that true? Yes, the 600 people at CFC this year were almost all already self-employed or thinking of going out and freelancing on their own, some freelancing on the side also. So how did you end up um, market, you know, teaching marketing to this specific segment? Because I was fired from my second job out of college. (laughs) Welcome to the club, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) 25 years ago and was so angry that I decided I was never working for anyone again. And I had to do something. So I just looked around at all of my friends in New York and they were all creative types who didn't really know how to get clients or even be organized enough to get clients. So I just started helping them because... I don't know, my father had been a salesman and it was kind of common sense and it's really very basic. It's just that creative people especially have some kind of mental block about it. So I just tried to help them get over that. So how is marketing when you're self-employed or a small micro business or a freelancer different than uh, other, other kinds of businesses? I think the main thing that's different is that you have to do everything. You have to do your business. You have to provide the services, especially, or the products. And you have to go get the clients and you have to do the bookkeeping. So the marketing that you do has to be fit into everything else the rest of your life. And it has to be done in such a way that feels authentic and comfortable to you. And sometimes the problem, especially lately, is that there are so many possible marketing tools to use that people are just overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Boy, that is, that is the truth. The, the advent of uh, not only the web, but social networking really has changed everything, hasn't it? It has. And I don't think it's necessarily such a good thing because it's so easy to do and it's free. And so people just assume that if I do that, then the clients will come. And unless you do it in a very strategic way, it doesn't work very well and it becomes a time suck. Well, I, I so agree with you. And, and before we get into that, because, boy, there's lots of talk and, uh, and information on how to social network properly. What, what other ways do you think people could, uh, you know, market their business who are self-employed that, that's, that are easy and affordable, uh, easy to learn and don't take a whole lot of time? You know, what are your, some of your favorites? One of my very favorites for self-employed people is networking. 
And I'm talking about real-time networking, both with your colleagues and peers, as well as with your prospects. Most people don't make a distinction between that. They just go out and go to a Chamber of Commerce event and think, okay, I'm networking. But this also has to be done very strategically, making sure that you go where the people who can uh, buy your services are going to be found. And that takes time to figure it out. You know, there are so many places to actually, to, to actually you know, in real life network, you know, it's not just your chamber, it's uh, Le Tip. Le Tip, I think, is a great group or, um, you know, different. BMI. Mm-hmm. Oh, BMI. Now, what is BMI? Business Networking International is an international organization that has chapters absolutely everywhere. And, you know, it just kind of brings people together on a weekly basis, actually, to network and be referral sources for each other. Now, you know, once you find, you know, some of these people who, who might want to, you know, take advantage of your business, do, do you need a website? I just recently saw a statistic that said uh, 60% of small businesses don't have a website. I was shocked to see that, but it was a Google statistic. I mean, to me, that's business malpractice. What do you think? I agree with you, definitely. Although, because there are so many different ways you can have an online presence, I've come to the point of saying... If you don't have a website yet, at least you need some kind of online presence, whether it's LinkedIn or a blog or something, something online where people can find you. You know, LinkedIn is really important. Uh, you know, often when you Google somebody, uh, the first thing that's going to pop up is their LinkedIn profile. If they don't have a big online presence, the first thing you're going to see probably is their LinkedIn profile. And what I always tell people is make sure that that profile, especially the first paragraph that you write, is really powerful because that's what people are going to see when they when they look for you. Actually, Steve, the most important element of a LinkedIn profile, in my opinion, is the title, what you put right under your name, because even if people don't go to your profile to read about you, your name and your profile and your picture follow you everywhere, and that's what people see. Do you think people spend too much time thinking about their online presence uh, and not spending enough time doing offline, uh, you know, actual instead of virtual marketing, or do you think you do? I do. I think the impact of one's personal presence far outweighs anything you can do online. And if you can find the places where the people you need to meet go, uh, even you know if it's monthly or even annually, it, it, it's so important to go there. So you're a big believer in networking. You think that's actually the biggest thing someone can do when they're self-employed? I do, yes. Should they have a business card? What should they do when they meet somebody? How do you get someone's attention without just handing out business cards and hoping they call you? I think, you know, people, networking gets a really bad rap for exactly that reason, because it's people pushing their business cards. I don't think that's the point. The point is to find one or two or maybe three at the most quality prospects or quality peers that you can initiate a conversation with ask all sorts of questions, make a connection, and then follow up and stay in touch with them and cultivate the relationships because you never know where they're going to lead. Now, beyond uh, offline networking, you know, when we're talking about on- online things, what are some simple things people can do? They should have a website? Should they have an e-newsletter? I think an e-newsletter is one of the most important kind of initial online, before a blog, frankly, because a blog, which is easier to do, uh, people have to find it as opposed to an email newsletter, which you push out to the people you want to stay in touch with. And what do you need to have in that e-newsletter? You know, sometimes I say that it almost doesn't matter what's in it because it's the effect of pushing it out there that 
that makes people respond or remember that you exist. But of course, it does matter what's in it. And it could be as simple as you curating content that you think is relevant to your market. And that also implies that you have a market, which is one of the biggest no-nos I see self-employed people not doing is not choosing a niche or a market to focus on. Because if you don't have that, then you don't, you, you don't know what to say to the people you're trying to reach. And it has to be tailored to them. So if I'm a graphic designer, my market isn't just graphic design is that you're saying exactly it would be nonprofit or it'd be green nonprofit or food oriented nonprofit the narrower you can get the better because then the people who you're speaking to know that you're speaking directly to them and it's relevant and you're the expert from their point of view so how do you find those people well, there are associations of all sorts of people like that. So, you know, if that's the choice you've made, then you just find the association that brings those people together, both online and off. It's amazing how much information there is out there once you start looking for it. You know, I often say if you try to be everything to everybody, you end up being, you know, nothing to nobody, right? You got to really find your niche and, and drill down. And that's what you're saying as well. Exactly. And that has worked for me. I mean, I have over the 25 years, little by little, drilled down to creative professionals and freelancers and small agency owners. And I'm to the point where I don't work with anyone else anymore because this is the market I know and where I'm competent. And that feeling of competence is so important for one's confidence. So, oh, that's interesting. Can you, drill, can you explain that a little bit more? Meaning that a lot of people don't promote themselves because they don't feel confident about it. They think the confidence has to come first. And my experience and that of my clients that I see is that once you make your choice about where to focus and you start getting to know the needs of that market and being able to serve those needs well, then you start to feel more competent within that realm to the point where you won't go back to serve other people when you don't know their market. Gotcha. Do you, do you know, can you give a rough estimate how much time people should be spending on this kind of stuff on marketing versus actually running the other parts of their business? I like to advise my clients an hour a day, first thing in the morning. Boy, they call you the marketing mentor for, for a good reason, don't they? Yes. <laughs> Elisa, it's been great having you. If people want to find you, uh, where would they go online to find you and, and maybe use your services? The main hub is www.marketing-mentor.com. Marketing-mentor.com. Yes. Right. We've been speaking with Elise Benin, of, who is the Marketing Mentor. And Elise, great to have you. And uh, thank you for all you do for self-employed people. It's, uh, you know, we're on the same team. So thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. Coming up next, the tip of the week. So I promised you at the top of the show that I was going to tell you my favorite affordable shoestring marketing idea, and it is this. Let's say that you own uh, a bridal shop, and you want to find people to come to your online bridal store. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you could create a website, of course, that you have one. You have an online bridal store, as I just said. Uh, you might have a blog. You might uh, do a lot of social networking. Those are all different ways to do it. But one thing you might want to really think about doing is finding a big website that is for brides only. And there's lots of them, the knot.com, other big websites, depending on whatever industry you have, and find out the different e-newsletters that that site has. So in the case of the bridal shop, they go to the knot or wherever you would go.com, big bridal website, find the e-newsletter, and then you market your business. You put an ad in that 
e-newsletter. E-newsletter advertising is an amazing trick for two reasons. One, e-newsletters are great because people opt in. They want to get them. It's like a magazine subscription. Two is only people who are interested in that very, very narrow topic who are getting that e-newsletter. So in the case of the brides, it's just brides-to-be who are getting that e-newsletter in all likelihood. So you're getting your exact niche market reading your ad. So it doesn't cost you a lot because not, not, you're not getting a lot of eyeballs, but the eyeballs you are getting are very specific. So what I want you to do is just find the big websites in your industry, find what e-newsletters they have, find how much it's going to cost to advertise in that e-newsletter, and you just may find you're going to get a goldmine of new uh, customers coming your way for very, very little money. So there you have it, an easy way to market your business, not going to cost you a whole lot of money, and yet it works very well. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't let tax time sneak up on you. If you go to greatland.com, put in the code V12, you can get 15% off any W-2 or 1099 product. Greatland makes it really easy to file these documents. And so I suggest you check it out. That's greatland.com to learn more.